What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I'm your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you are doing well. I hope you've had a great weekend and a fantastic start to your week as we are ready to dig in to the wonderful world of pro wrestling. And there is always a lot to talk about. But before we get to that, I always want to thank you for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction, whether it is on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show, or if you are finding us on our podcast in all of the great places you can find us, that includes Spotify, Google, Apple, all of those places, thank you so much, or if you are among the cross-section that is doing both, that means the absolute world, so thank you so much for all that you do to continue to support The Faction. So let's dig into some things because there's a lot to dig into. First and foremost, let's dig into this big announcement that came from Triple H as part of an interview on The Ringer. It is on The Ringer where he announced that this year's Survivor Series will be a first, a first in the WWE as the Survivor Series has never had war games until now. There will be two war games matches happening at this year's Survivor Series, one on the men's side and one on the women's side. Triple H has also told us that indeed, both of these war games matches will not be brand specific, so it won't be a Raw versus SmackDown kind of thing. Instead, it will be storyline driven, which means it is possible that you can see teams combined from Raw and SmackDown or maybe even NXT showing up for Survivor Series. Lots of options when you start thinking about the women's match and the men's match. But before we get into that, let's just acknowledge how significant this is. So the last time we saw War Games, of course, was in NXT. And it was Triple H who brought War Games to NXT. Prior to that, we had not seen War Games since the days of WCW and the old NWA. So with that said, War Games has not made its way to the quote-unquote main roster of WWE ever. And if you think about the Survivor Series, the Survivor Series has always been a rather historic place for WWE. Going back to the first Survivor Series back in 1987, at that time, it was a five-on-five team format. And in the tag team match where they had the tag teams, it was literally 10 on 10. So this whole elimination style situation for the Survivor Series has been historic. It was the first time that you'd seen that in the WWE. We've also seen some other things. Think about the Elimination Chamber. That was actually birthed at the Survivor Series 2002, if my years are correct. So, yeah, it has been a place where we've seen history happen. We saw, of course, at the Survivor Series, the Montreal Screwjob happen there. We saw the debut of Sting in the WWE there. In 2019, we saw the debut of NXT as it would be for brand supremacy, Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. So another intriguing iteration and wrinkle in the history of the Survivor Series adding war games. Of course, this is going to be in Boston. Boston is a historic city for all things WWE. And there have been quite a few conversations going around in terms of what the Survivor Series matches could house and hold. And while we could pontificate about that, I don't want to do that yet. 
Instead, I want to take some time just to celebrate this massive moment and chalk this up again for another great thing that Triple H has done for the world of pro wrestling. He's out here righting wrongs. He's giving people their names back. He is giving opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to so many. And so this is really an exciting space for the WWE. And let's think about this. When we came into 2022, the hopes weren't high for WWE. Vince McMahon was still running the show, and we never, ever thought that Vince McMahon would be gone, nor that Triple H would have the opportunity to run WWE unless Vince McMahon left the planet. Well, Vince McMahon is still walking on the planet, but he's no longer walking on the WWE universe. And so now we're seeing things that we never thought we would see before exciting times for the WWE and who would have thought that the fan base in the internet wrestling community would be so pro WWE and unsure of what to think about AEW but that's what's happening right now very interesting times to say the least and so I'm intrigued to see the road to the Survivor Series. And again, I know it's a thing. People want to start guessing who's going to be in the match. I think we've got two months before Survivor Series, which means a lot can happen. We also have the Extreme Rules pay-per-view coming up in a couple of weeks. And then we have the Crown Jewel pay-per-view coming at the top of November. All of them should give us much more clarity in terms of who will be in war games so the questions also come up does this mean that survivor series will no longer be a battle about brand supremacy well i actually think that what will happen is there will still be some brand supremacy matches happening at the survivor series i still think there's opportunity for raw versus smackdown whether that is you know the u.s champ versus the intercontinental champion some other potential rivalries your raw women's champion versus your smackdown women's champion I think there are lots of possibilities, but again, this is where we're going to wait and see, and you don't know if NXT ends up in the mix. So again, you'll remember this time last week, we would find out at the one-year anniversary of NXT 2.0. That 2.0 is somewhat dissolving back into what we just know as NXT. The logo of many colors is now moving to the black and gold with some white involved. And so tonight we'll get a chance to see what NXT looks like following the release of the 2.0. But with that said, the last pay-per-view before the Survivor Series is Crown Jewel. It's happening in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and it seemed like this move developed really, really fast to be able to announce the main event of it as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, who happens to be, again, number one on the PWI 500 this year, to no one's surprise, will be defending the Universal Championship against Logan Paul. So no, there's a lot of questions about this, and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. How does a guy in his third pro wrestling match ever end up battling the number one wrestler in the world? What's going on? And there are even those who kind of put this as a check mark against Triple H. Well, if you'll give me an opportunity to just kind of explain what I see going on here, hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense. 
first and foremost, let me start by saying this. I do not, I repeat, I do not think that Roman Reigns loses the Universal Championship to Logan Paul. I don't think that's the case at all. I do think we have to consider what is expected in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So this deal with Saudi Arabia is happening, right? Like regardless of what we may have thought about the ethics of it over the years, it's a deal that is still happening. And because it is usually in front of one of the larger international crowds that WWE has, there is an expectation that this becomes a spectacle. Let's not forget that it was earlier this year that the Elimination Chamber found its way to Saudi Arabia, right? And so it was really billed as a very big match. And there were some significant things that happened there that were moving across the entire WWE Universe storyline. So with all of that said, where does Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns fit in here? So if you remember last year at Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns defended the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar, a match that would later become the WrestleMania main event. And whenever you get Roman versus Brock, you know it's a big deal. The WWE has always tried to bring some of its biggest names and biggest matches over to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, obviously because the money is right and because there's an expectation that this is a super show, a WrestleMania-esque kind of feel. And quite frankly, I think WWE is working hard to ensure that when you have stadium shows, you have matches in there that are worthy of the massive crowds that they will draw. So with that said, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul checks a couple of boxes that most of us don't think. Most of us in the wrestling world don't really consider Logan Paul to be as big as he is in the sports and entertainment world. To us in the wrestling world, Logan Paul is another celebrity trying to be a WWE superstar. We didn't mind it when he was battling The Miz, though even while battling The Miz or teaming with The Miz, he actually ended up getting mixed reviews in terms of fan approval, right? Some like him, some don't. He just seems to be one of those kinds of personalities. And I think it's very, very interesting already that while many want Logan Paul to perhaps be the good guy in this scenario, he is still getting booed by a lot of people for a lot of reasons. So I think there's that. I think there's heavy box office appeal to this from a mainstream perspective. I'm not fully sure how big of a name Logan Paul is in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, but certainly this is making headlines, which is what the WWE wants. And I'm not mad at that. Now, what we're going to have to ask ourselves after this pay-per-view happens, or excuse me, this premium live event happens, based on the outcome, if Logan Paul walks out of there as the universal champion, there's a lot of questions that are going to be asked. And I'll just say this. I can make a very simple case as to why he will not win. And here's why. You cannot tell me that you're going to have a person who is a celebrity who will now be wrestling in only his third match be able to do what no other trained wrestler on the roster was able to do. 
So I'll tell you now, will it be a great match? Probably because Logan Paul is a great athlete, as he showed us in his match against The Miz at SummerSlam. But here's a guy who, again, shows up strictly for the big pay-per-views, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. And I don't know that we have an expectation to see him on our television screens every Monday or every Friday. He is a special attraction, and that's okay. But should special attractions become your world champion? Probably not. Logan Paul is not a Brock Lesnar. And bigger than that, this is not the Vince McMahon show anymore. I think Triple H is smart enough to be able to see smart things and good business. And I think this is going to be good business. We'll see how the people in Saudi Arabia respond. But yeah, do I think Logan Paul walks out of there as the world champion? Absolutely, positively not. If he does, it'll be a very interesting statement. And I don't think at this point he's the guy to end the two-year streak of Roman Reigns. That's my thoughts. What do you think of the idea of Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns? Let us know on the socials at The Faction Show. Got some more interesting news surrounding the WWE and some big news surrounding Battle Slam when we come back. They need each other to survive. If they're going to make it to the end, they're going to have to work together and not against each other. Somebody call his mama, GB! It's the cat! Ernest Miller, the three-time world karate champion. Unbelievable. And this right here. Look at this face off. My, my. Oh, hang on. Wait. What? It's Danny. It's Danny Jordan. Don't do it. I think we all know what he has in mind. Oh, God. A Valley driver right under the barbed wire. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How do we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Hey, wow. is taking How about that? Oh. The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. 
nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there is a win and there is a you, there will always be the S-H-W. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, player. Holla, holla, holla. So things are getting very interesting in terms of the relationship between the WWE and Hulu. This relationship has been going on for over 10 years. Think about this. WWE on Hulu has always had next day rights to Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. They were also the exclusive home for NXT after NXT left major TV and before NXT went exclusively to the WWE Network. Well, they have not, they being the WWE, and Hulu have not been able to find parity and an agreement to renew their contract. And so if an agreement is not made by this Saturday, the WWE's content will likely be pulled from Hulu. So there is a deal still attempting to be negotiated for these second day rights. And that's the real big crux of this deal for Hulu and the WWE. Pretty much all of the other content for WWE that's on Hulu can be found on the WWE Network on Peacock, except for that next day rights to SmackDown and Raw. If you missed Raw or SmackDown when it premieres or when it debuts, you don't get to see it on Peacock for weeks, if not up to a month. Meanwhile, the next day rights are on Hulu and Hulu is the only place where you can see that on the next day, with the exception of, I believe you can check out SmackDown on the Fox app and you may be able to check out Raw on the USA app. So if you don't have those apps, Hulu is the space to go. So, this is going to be very, very interesting to watch this countdown to see how much is going to be removed from Hulu if WWE and Hulu can't reach an agreement for these next day rights. So, this is going to be very, very interesting to see. We'll be keeping our eyes on this because, yeah, very interesting times for sure. One other piece of news that I think is of extreme importance for you to know, Battle Slam Aftermath. Big news on this because Battle Slam Aftermath will be live on pay-per-view this Sunday night. Super excited about this as this Sunday night, Battle Slam will crown its first ever Battle Slam world champion. That's going to be major on a lot of fronts. The world championship tournament will be taking place. That will involve Lil Scrappy against Shoot Taylor. That should be an incredible match. Yes, Scrappy is returning to the ring and he gets an opportunity to become the world champion. Baron Black will be taking on the winner of a wild card match. That wild card match will feature Jay Malachi, Casey Navarro, and Kevin Knight. So that's going to be intriguing to see. 
We'll also see Leon Ruff taking on Adam Priest. That's going to be a great match. Again, that's in the World Championship Tournament. We'll also be seeing a first-time-ever match between Chris Bay of the Bullet Club as he takes on Khan, which I'm really excited about that. Queen Aminata takes on Savannah Evans. That's going to be crazy. Ashley Dambois takes on Shalance Royal. Plus, there's going to be something very interesting. One thing about Battle Slam that I've always enjoyed is that there is a hip-hop element involved. And due to popular demand, there is a brand new Battle Slam freestyle series that began at the last Battle Slam show. It will continue as the current Battle Slam freestyle series champ King Roscoe will be taking on Rike. So that's going to be exciting to see. So lots of things happening with Battle Slam and there is another big announcement that's on the way and we'll be keeping you posted about that announcement which should drop sometime today. But listen, if you can get to Atlanta to be in the building, you will definitely want to do that. If you can't, Battle Slam will be live on pay-per-view on Fight TV this Sunday, September the 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern is the start time. I think this is going to be a very, very special night. So don't miss Battle Slam live on pay-per-view. Really, really excited about that. All right, guys, that's a look at all sorts of wrestling action today. Remember, tomorrow will be a big day for AEW as AEW presents Grand Slam Dynamite happening from the Arthur Ashe Center in New York City. Lots of things going down there, including a tag title match and the world champion will be crowned. Will it be Brian Danielson or will it be John Moxley? I've already predicted it'll be Brian Danielson. I could be wrong. We will find out, of course, tomorrow night. I feel like it should be the coronation of Brian Danielson as the AEW world champion. So. We'd love to hear from you guys. Reach out to us on the socials at The Faction Show. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Salute, my-